What if you could be doing something smarter with your money that creates income now? If you're wanting to get ahead financially and enjoy greater freedom of choice, if you want a comfortable retirement and you know you'll have more choices if you can do more with your money now, if you've wondered who else is creating ways to make their money work for them and you want actionable ideas with honest pros and cons and no fluff, welcome to the Richer Geek Podcast. We're here helping people find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. I'm Mike Stoller, and in this podcast, you'll hear from others who are already doing these things and learn how you can too. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Richer Geek. We have Jim Paculus today. He is the CEO, chairman of Bush Plant-Based Products. It is a healthy 100% plant-based, non-GMO, gluten-free, for those of you who need that. Um, it's, it's an alternative to comfort food. Uh, how are you doing, Jim? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. You know, I'm looking back, you, you know, you've, you've taken ventures from zero to 16 million in two years. Uh, you know, now we're talking into this getting in this forefront, a lot of people are talking about the meat alternatives. And, you know, it is, Bush has been on the forefront of this, trying to get people to learn, to know, to understand, you know, and it, it's hard for some of us, you know, that, that enjoy the meat. Um, but, you know, talk to us a little bit about what you guys are and what you guys are trying to accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first, let me just mention that Boosh trades on the CSE uh, under the ticker Veggie, V-E-G-I, as well as the OTCQB under V-G-G-I-F. We actually also trade on the Frankfurt and that ticker is 77 small I. So just wanted to get that thrown in there. Uh, Boosh was founded by Connie Marples. Uh, Connie is a celiac, uh, so mm. she has challenges with the qualities of foods that she has, but she's had a tremendously successful career in the food industry. In fact, back in 20, early 2020, or excuse me, early 2000s, she created one of the first wine bars in Vancouver that ended up getting on the a very coveted uh, list of Contenast's Best New Restaurant of the Year Award. Uh, so she's been around quality food for a long time. Fast forward to 17, early to 18, her friends were asking her for recipes uh, that would be health-oriented, plant-based. She decided to take it one step further. She decided to create six different frozen, plant-based, non-GMO, gluten-free, heat-and-eat, uh, comfort food meals. Uh, she, she jumped in the boot mobile and, and literally drove around Vancouver selling to the various natural food stores did very very well for herself uh, and then and then fast forward we've we've grown significantly we can talk about that mm -hmm. uh, but we uh, she's she uh, has created a, a very solid foundation um, for the for scalability and growth for Boosh. can you tell us a little bit about what a plant-based protein is? Are they is certain plants that they use? You know, what is plant-based protein? 
Sure. You can get protein from, from many different plants. Uh, we use a lot of pea protein as an mm -hmm. example. Legumes, uh, we use uh, beans as well. Uh, chickpeas is, is very big in the plant-based protein. So there's a variety of different ways in mm -hmm. which you can, you can get your protein. Uh, at the macro level, we're looking at a, a disruptive transformation from the animal-based protein to plant-based protein. Matter of fact, mm -hmm. Bloomberg, Bloomberg came back out came out and said by 2050 the valuation of the plant-based industry is going to be 1.4 trillion dollars with a t mm. so that's going to come from somewhere mm -hmm. uh, and most likely that's going to come from the animal animal protein world uh people and what is a flexitarian because we 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 don't market to to vegans or or to to vegetarians necessarily we market to guys like you and i or mm -hmm. folks like you and i that enjoy a, a chicken meal or, or a steak mm -hmm. uh, but we also want to complement that with with healthier foods in our diet and and we're seeing that you know, we have to, do, who's pushing this needle? Why is this happening right now? Well, we're seeing a lot of Gen X, millennials, Gen Ys are caring about three things. One, what goes into their body. Number two, the very limited resources we have on planet earth. And number three, the animal kingdom. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, if you look back at the last 15 to 20 years, I remember for in 2000 and, and, and early 2000s, I was eating Boco burgers, uh, uh, which are plant-based burgers, but they, yeah. you know, have a little challenging taste to them. And, <laughs> and um, so there was, there was a slow, very slow, uh, not even geometric growth until the last three or four years. Then there's been this explosive growth in the plant-based arena. And we yeah. want to be one of those disruptive forces as we continue and grow Bush. Yeah. And, you know, my, I guess, introduction into it was my body, you know, I, I work out a lot. And I was doing whey proteins a, a lot, a lot, whole milk, whey proteins. And finally, I woke up one day and my body said, you will have no more whey. <laughs> you know? And so I was like, okay, what do I do? And that's when I kind of gotten involved in, well, you know, there's this plant-based proteins that I can drink and, and do the, the, the shakes and things like that. So that was my introduction. Then you know, you start kind of slowly. It's like, you know, do I really need this? And then as you, for me, as you get a little bit older, you start thinking about, is this healthier? Can I get this taste and kind of, but like you're saying, you know, in the early parts, the taste was like, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to do it. Right. Right. Um, so how has, you know, we should talk about with your products. I assume they're in stores, you know, they're, it's, it's refrigerated. It, it's they're, they're frozen. Um, how do people, how are you working Bush products? Sure. At the end of 2020, we were in about 150 stores throughout Canada. Uh, fast forward 11 months later, we're in pushing 500 stores throughout Canada. Uh, and what do we have that are in the stores? We started the beginning of the year with six frozen meals. We then expanded with three refrigerated items. Uh, and those three items are mushroom, plant-based mushroom gravy, plant-based chili, and plant-based sloppy joe. All of them are phenomenal. We just, uh, we were the lead sponsor at Planted Expo uh, two weekends ago, about 8,000 people attended. Beautiful, it was fantastic. And we introduced our shelf-stable mac and cheese, a nacho flavored 
and uh, better cheddar, which was a, a huge hit. Absolutely huge hit. It tastes fantastic. So when you take a step back, Michael, you look at the grocery store, there's four different main sections, frozen, refrigerated, shelf stable, and then produce. Obviously, we're not going to be in the produce, but we're, we're managing to get our way into the three other areas. Uh, we've also done three acquisitions of plant-based cheese products and plant-based pâtés, which are phenomenal. So we started the year with six SKUs. We now are up to 24 SKUs and moving fast, uh, continuing growing in that direction. Are you right now concentrated in, as far as the growth in Canada, in the, what's, what's the aspirations for Bush? Yeah, uh, worldwide dominance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we have, we've created five revenue streams. So revenue yeah, stream okay. number one, organic growth. We just talked about that. Um, uh, very aggressive pattern. In fact, we've just put together a five-person sales team uh, in order to go ahead and keep on pushing. There's roughly 15,000 grocery stores in Canada, roughly 42,000 in the United States. Uh, so obviously the wind's at our back and uh, we have a lot of, lot, lot of room to grow. Number two, mergers and acquisitions. We've done three acquisitions since the beginning of this year. Uh, each of the products differentiate, they differentiate themselves in the marketplace, very unique plant-based cheeses and pâtés. They, they complement the main item on the plate, not necessarily are the main item on the plate. And that's the direction we're taking the company. Number three, expansion in the United States. We hired one of the best food brokers called Thrive about two months ago, two, three months ago. And we just shipped down uh, a few weeks ago, 16,000 units um, as, as our sample units to, to various it's through Thrive to various grocery stores, and uh, we're starting getting communications from those grocery stores now. Uh, next would be e-commerce. Uh, we also have a revenue stream that we created through e-commerce uh, via Shop Veggie uh, in Canada. Uh, we're getting uh, orders now on a regular basis through Shop Veggie, and we're opening up in e-commerce in the United States. Uh, and then lastly, food service. Uh, food service is huge. You got the schools, the cafeterias, the restaurants, the pubs, and a lot of restaurants and pubs are not catered or geared toward creating plant-based meals. So specifically pubs, uh, you go in, you want to have a cocktail in the late afternoon and a little mm -hmm. snack. Um, the pub in the back is not geared for, you know, non-GMO gluten-free food. So through right. acquiring them through us, they're able to go ahead and serve their clientele and it's a win-win for both sides. So mm -hmm. those are the five revenue streams that we're working on now. Most of them were just getting started. So I believe we're going to see significant growth in 2022. Very good. Very good. Now, you know, let's take a little step back. Um, why are plant-based products better for you than meat? From a health standpoint? From a health standpoint, we all know, you know, the easy part of it is butchering of animals and, you know, the humanitarian part as far as, as you know, we've all seen some of the videos and things like that of, of you know, uh, the the farms and everything like that but when you take you know for someone that doesn't know like me uh because i i'm a, I'm a meat person i love my steak i love my you know whatever what could you say as far as health reasons why plant-based is better than meat in some of the plant-based foods there's the nine amino acids and they fulfill all of nine amino acids that we need in our body 
similar to plant. Number two, digestion. I'm, and I'm speaking for me from a mm-hmm. digestive standpoint, it takes me a long time. I'm, I'm in my, you know, pushing a couple of years away from 60. So mm-hmm. eating a steak when I was 20 versus eating a steak now is a little bit different, a little bit more challenging, a little bit more uh, digestive. Uh, energy wise, the amount of energy I feel from eating a plant-based meal uh, and then going out and, and exercising or doing mm-hmm. whatever I'm doing, as opposed to an animal based meat um, is, 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 it's easier for me to digest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to also worry about um, the, the, the various chemicals that are going into the feed and which goes into the animal. So uh, unless it's completely sure. organic, then you, then you have these chemicals that you're digesting into your system via the animal that you're just eating. So mm-hmm. a couple of reasons uh, off the top of my head. Yeah. Well, that's very good. And do you advocate both are you do you advocate um 100 switching you know what's what's kind of the balance that you know should we all just dive in what what's kind of the the play here you know meet maybe once a month once a week you know then plant-based uh what's kind of the rule of thumb that we should be looking at as humans Try it. You'll like it. <laughs> uh, I, I can only speak for myself. We, again, we cater the flexitarians in which, yeah. you know, we're not, uh, we're not forcefully advocating for anyone not to eat mm-hmm. animal. Um, it's everyone's their own particular desires and needs and wants and, and however they want to live their life. God bless them. We're simply suggesting suggesting that historically and the data supports that having more plants, you know, we learned this from our moms when we were growing up, right? Having plants, having your greens, you, it, right. it is healthy to have those. And so what we've been able to do is create an atmosphere in which you and your busy wife or, or partner or family, whatever, yeah. can come home at six in the evening and you don't have to spend an hour chopping up the garlic and the various mm-hmm. vegetables, et cetera, for that. You can just have a heat and eat, you know, gluten-free, mm-hmm. uh, a gluten-free, non-GMO, family-oriented heat and eat meals that are yeah. really tasty. You know, you're a decent-sized guy. I'm a decent-sized guy. You and I could have a shepherd's pie, you know, it made for mm-hmm. two, and we'd be full. We wouldn't need any more. Um, they're that good, you mm-hmm. know, with the potatoes and and um, uh, all the vegetables and the gravy. And it's just fantastic. It tastes like, and we also use beyond meat crumble. So mm. when you're having a shepherd's pie or a vegan bolognese, you're, it tastes like you're having meat. It's so dang good. Uh, so to answer your question yeah. in short, no, you know, but what I suggest you do is take your steak and put some of our gravy on top of it. Yeah. Oh, there, you go. there you go. There you go. There you go. You know, and I think that's the thing. I am not a, adverse to plant-based at all and it all does come down to taste there are some things if i had the veggie option i tried it and i'm like going you know this is a very good product why not yeah you know you know because it is better for me and i think that's what it it will come down to is once bush hits the united states and uh, is is you know the different stores i think i would absolutely try it because i'm not opposed to it at all and i think that i think that's most of the people is like once if if i were to have some veggie burgers on the grill didn't tell anyone and they couldn't tell the difference you know i think it's it's a win-win 
Um, and Michael, Michael, to compliment that a year and a half mm -hmm. ago, two years ago, you know, yeah. we were, me and my team are agnostic in regards to the industry we go into. We specialize in going in, finding a small privately traded company that we believe we can scale through via the IPO process. And then I have expertise in the, in the public, public arena. Uh, but it, it isn't like I've been, you know, a vegetarian or a vegan. I was you know, I saw, so I'm learning this as well. Mm -hmm. And you're exactly right. Once you, once you give it a try, you know, it's like, wow, this is really good. Really yeah. good. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let's talk about the cap table. And, you know, it's very interesting. So, you know, it, I'm kind of over, over the top of the head, but describe that for us. Yeah, absolutely. So capitalization table for your listeners or watchers. Um, this is every publicly traded company or every company actually has their own cap table. Just once you publicly traded, uh, it becomes more uh, of an important, I shouldn't say important, um, more visible. Mm -hmm. And so most small junior cap publicly traded companies mm -hmm. will issue at their IPO or their RTO, the reverse mm -hmm. uh, takeover, somewhere between at 40 to 80 to 120 million shares outstanding, which in our view is very dilutive. We don't like to dilute the company's stock because that hurts the shareholders and investors. Conversely, we're at the other end. Our IPO had a very conservative 16 million shares outstanding, of which at that point, 28% was owned by the founders and insiders, which is also a wonderful variable when your listeners are, are deciding on who to invest in. Mm -hmm. Next, we don't like to bring in hedge funds, uh, 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 banks, uh, uh, family funds, et cetera. It's much easier when you're doing a capital raise. You sit, have dinner. They agree to write you a check for $2 million in your way. We'd much rather have uh, retail investors. What does retail investor mean? It means individuals, doctors, lawyers, janitors, whatever they may be, have a brokerage account with a securities firm. These are retail investors. So our philosophy is that we, we think a stock trades once they have about a thousand shareholders. And a lot of companies will go public with just a minimum 150 shareholders on the CSE Canadian Series mm -hmm. Exchange. We actually went public with uh, over 1,100 shareholders. Um, we, we had wow. verbal orders of about 10 million for our IPO, but we realized we didn't want to take that because it would have been too dilutive. We only took 2.8 million, 2.875 million at the IPO. Uh, and as we grow the company, theoretically, the stock price will increase and therefore we can do raises at higher levels, uh, which out without hurting the shareholders, it benefits the shareholders. Mm -hmm. And as a footnote, I don't take a salary. I've been working for the company a year and a half. I don't take a salary. Uh, my compensation is, believe it or not, 50 cent warrants. Uh, so uh, I have to write a check to the company for a million five when I exercise my warrants. So if you want somebody that's in the in the bunker there uh, with the shareholders alliance with the investors, uh, then you're looking at them. I, I can't tell you how many times I wish that a lot of CEOs did that, you know, or, or that way, I think we'd have a, a, a very different world you know if yeah. it has, you know congratulations on doing that yes. I, I i love the fact that that ceos leaders my general managers you know it, they're invested you know there's yes. there's a reason for them to do well instead of you know hey if i if i if i stink so what you know i'll, I'll get eight figures on the back end and you know and then they're off to the to another one so that's right kudos for doing that thank you Michael. um how can our listeners take advantage of this shift? 
Yeah, absolutely. Please, uh, first and foremost, always do your research, obviously, before you do any investing. But if you're interested, uh, you can go to your broker. Uh, again, CSC on the Canadian Securities Exchange. It is uh, VEGI on the OTC, which is the US exchange. The ticker is VGGIF, call me broker, and, uh, and feel free to acquire some shares. And uh, if you'd like to go ahead and buy some foods, again, we're just getting into the United States, but can Canadian listeners can go to our website. There are still locator as well as go to shopveggie.com in order to go ahead and order online yeah it's fantastic you know hey ladies and gentlemen this is the shift you know whether you like it or not plant-based foods are coming and they're not going anywhere soon uh thank you so much jim i appreciate you being on the show thank you michael and uh good luck with uh boosh products right on have a great new year see ya Thanks for tuning in to the Richer Geek Podcast, where we're helping others find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. For today's show notes, including all the links and resources from our show and more information about our guests, visit us at www.therichergeek.com slash podcast. And don't forget to jump over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Share with others who could benefit from listening and leave a rating and review to get the podcast in front of more eyes. I appreciate you and thanks for listening.